welcome one and all to CNN 10. My name is Carl Azus. It's always good to have you watching. If you watched yesterday's show, this map might look kind of familiar. In the 2020 U.S. presidential race, votes were still being counted Thursday evening, and there were several states in which CNN still had not projected a winner. Now, that might have changed in the overnight hours, and CNN.com will have the latest. But the candidates themselves were both saying victory was within reach. Yesterday, former Vice President Joe Biden said he had no doubt that when the count was finished, he'd be declared the winner. He asked people to stay calm while the process plays out. Last night, Republican incumbent President Donald Trump said he easily won the legal vote, but he suggested many votes were being counted illegally and that the issue would be taken up in court. We don't know what the next steps are or how long this will play out. As far as official state counts went last night, Fewer than 100,000 votes separated the two candidates in five of the states that hadn't been called yet. So very thin margins of victory either way, and all of the remaining states have a winner-take-all method of choosing electors. What that means is that even if a presidential candidate wins by one vote, he or she still wins all of the state's votes in the Electoral College. So that gives you a sense of why these counts are so important and so closely watched when there's an election. Also unknown were the outcomes of several races in the House of Representatives and the Senate. But political analysts expected that though Democrats would lose seats in the House, they'd still have the majority there. And they believed that though Republicans would lose at least one seat in the Senate, they'd still have the majority there. But again, these figures weren't final. So though Election Day wrapped up on Tuesday, some political uncertainty remains. A new study out of Canada suggests teenagers should spend less time looking at screens and more time involved in activities. The findings published in the journal Preventive Medicine were based on a survey of 28,000 7th graders in British Columbia. They answered questions about how much time they spent watching TV, streaming videos, playing video games, versus how much time they spent in extracurricular activities like sports and music programs. Then, they ranked how good they felt about each day when they woke up. From their answers, researchers concluded that teens who spent more time in activities were mentally healthier and less anxious and depressed than those who spent more time with screens. And the study suggested that extra screen time was especially harmful to girls. For them, researchers say the negative effects were stronger. So how much screen time is too much? The Canadian Pediatric Society says all adolescents should have less than two hours of screen time per day, and that guideline factored into the study. But it's important to point out that the information for it was gathered between 2014 and 2018, years before the coronavirus pandemic hit. And this year, with fewer opportunities to see friends and participate in extracurricular events, teenagers have shown higher levels of depression and anxiety, according to other research. The lead author of the Canadian study says even though it's harder to do, it's still important to find ways for teens to safely get involved with programs and hobbies away from screens. 10 second trivia. About how much honey will a single worker bee produce in her lifetime? 1 12th of a teaspoon, 1 half a teaspoon, 1 ounce, or 2 and a half pounds. Not a lot. Experts estimate that a honeybee produces one twelfth of a teaspoon in her entire life. 2020 has been a strange year. I mean, for honeybees. What were you thinking? It's not unusual for beekeepers to lose some of their colonies. Pests and diseases can cause that. Sometimes the insects are malnourished. Some colony losses have been blamed on pesticides. 
The recent good news for honeybees is that colony losses from the winter of 2019 to 2020 were the second lowest on record, according to the Bee Informed Partnership. The bad news is that colony losses from this summer were the highest that the partnership has recorded since it started tracking this in 2006. These statistics are from the United States, which currently has less than half the bee colonies it did in 1950. But the number of colonies worldwide has increased by tens of millions since then, so it's not as much of a concern globally. And there are multiple companies working to help bee populations. Bees are responsible for pollinating one-third of all crops worldwide. And populations are declining, impacting the nearly $20 billion they contribute to U.S. crop production. But the company BeeFlow thinks they can give bees a boost with a special nutrient-packed superfood formula they say improves their performance and immune system. Some people say oh, we're doing super bees. We say we are developing strong and smart bees. Feed the bees the formula and they can work longer and in colder temperatures. Helpful for crops like bees almond trees in California, which have short pollination windows. Very close from here, we've done a trial where we see that our bees were doing seven times more flights under really cold temperatures. With no automated way to monitor bee performance, the bee flow team spends hours each day staring at trees, counting bees. We know how many visits a flower requires to develop a fruit of X size. So far, it's working. In Argentina, their trials increased crop yields up to 90% and made fruit like these blueberries in Oregon 22% bigger. At the moment, BeeFlow knows it can't address every issue impacting bees. So for now, their goal is to make what we already have better. There's a lot of questions that are still waiting for answers. And we think that this is just the start of our journey on pollination that has been underestimated by the agriculture industry. For 10 out of 10, we have some finalized election results from Kentucky. In the town of Rabbit Hash, the new mayor-elect is officially Wilbur, the French Bulldog. There were a lot of candidates, from Smokey the Rooster to Stella the Fat Cat. But Wilbur chased them away from the top spot when residents cast their vote for him, along with a donation to the local historical society. Wilbur follows in the paw prints of Brynneth Paltrow could just as easily have gone to Brad Pitbull or LaBradley Dore Cooper. And how about Nicole Kidman, Regina King Charles Spaniel, or Marlon Brand Doberman? 
This race has gone to the dogs, y'all. But at least we know who has a leg up on the competition. Fridays are awesome. I'm Coral Azus for CNN 10. We've got Cypress Ridge High School watching today. Shout out to the Rams in Houston, Texas. These shout out schools we mention are chosen from the comments of the most recent show at youtube.com slash CNN 10. Have a great weekend, everyone.